Welcome to Therapy Unchained, a podcast dedicated to empowerment, motivation, and to provide relevant content for individuals, couples, parents, and pre- and post-adoption families. I'm your host, Tammy Austin, a licensed mental health counselor in Central Florida. To find more information and to get resources, visit my website, therapyunchained.com. This podcast is not to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Good morning. Welcome to Therapy Unchained, a podcast for enrichment, education, and empowerment. Um, I would like to welcome my guest this morning, Kay Williams, and Kay is going to talk to us about her mission, her personal mission as a certified personal trainer, CrossFit level one coach and weight management specialist. This is part of a series called, Who Do You Think You Are? And so I like to take opportunity to highlight and interview women that are rocking in who they think they are and their journey and how they got there to who they think they are. So without further ado, Kay, I'm going to have you take it away and kind of tell us, tell us your story. Okay. So hello, everyone. My name is Kay. Um, A little bit about me. Um, I'm originally from Maryland and I moved down to Florida about seven years ago. Um, During that time, I came down just for work. Didn't really know what I was going to be doing in Florida. I was just kind of running away from a lot of different things, just trying to find myself. I got to Florida and went on a personal growth journey where a lot of different things started taking place that forced me to grow up and start taking a deeper look at who I am um, and becoming the person who I am today. Um, Along this journey, I went on a, a, a full weight loss journey, um, losing over 130 pounds. And during that process, I became a personal trainer. I'm currently a CrossFit coach, and I am working towards my weight management specialist degree. Um, so that's just a little bit about the last seven years. Um, the last three years, I've just been focused on the health and nutrition aspect of it. Uh, I found my purpose and wanted to help other people along their health journey, getting healthier with nutrition and working out. Um, Two years ago, uh, I decided that this was going to be a full-time job for me. So as of August of 2020, I stepped out on faith and left my corporate job. And now I am doing this full-time. Okay. And how has that been working so far? It has been amazing. Um, I am so much more of a happier person. I feel like I am walking in my purpose. I am. I enjoy my job every single day. I work all types of hours now, but it's not the type of hours where I'm dreading going to work every day. Like I get up at 4 a.m. every morning and I'm ready to go by five and I'm working out and I have clients all day. I'm coaching, uh, doing a lot of programming for my athletes all over the world online. And it's just nonstop, but I love every every bit of it. And I, I, I thoroughly understand that. I, I totally get it. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about 
how your thought life had to change to to take the steps to get to uh, where you are now. Okay, so um, in high school and college, you know, I always played sports. I was always into sports and fitness. However, I was always into sports where my weight didn't really matter. Uh, I played softball in high school and in college. And all I had to do was be able to hit the ball far and, and run to first base. Someone else always came in and ran for me because I wasn't the fastest runner, but I could hit that bar, ball pretty far. Um, and after college, once softball stopped, a little bit of exercise I was getting uh, went away, and I started packing on the pounds even more. At one point, I got up to over 300 pounds. I was sitting at a 303. Um, and although I was still active, I got into powerlifting and lifting weights, I was still just big, and everything else was suffering. Uh, my joints were hurting. Um, I was pre-diabetic. Um, I was having a blood, a blood clot issue that I didn't even know I was having. And when I got to Florida, I actually went for a physical. Um, I had a blood clot in my leg. And that led to a whole bunch of other testing and certain things. I was diagnosed with a genetic disorder. And at that moment of being diagnosed with that genetic blood clot disorder, I knew that something had to give. Um, I had to take control of my health. I had to get healthy because the weight literally was killing me. Um, and it was in that year that I decided, okay, uh, whatever I have to do to get this weight off of me, then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and it started not just with nutrition and my doctors helping me. It, it started with mental. I had to go to therapy. I had to deal with some issues, you know, that plagued me from my childhood. I had to take a deep look into who I was and why I did certain things in order to really combat and focus on my health journey. So I had to take a full holistic approach to it and not just working out and eating better. Um, Cause you can do that all day long, but if you don't change the mental aspect and the mindset, then nothing is going to change for you long-term. True. True. So it, and cause one of the things that I always have believed, even with athletes, it's you can reach a certain pinnacle, let's say in your career, but if your thought life doesn't follow that, if your thought life doesn't follow, then eventually, um, you know, that, that pinnacle, you won't be able to really stay there. And, 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 and this is where things like even imposter syndrome come in. But, but I, I also think though, if your thought life isn't where it needs to be in habits and other things that follow, yeah, you, you, you can't stay there. So it sounds like you really did the work. You did the work to dig in and take that deep dive so that, like you said, that holistic approach. So when you got to where you are now, you can fully kind of stand in your truth. Correct. And, and the thought process um, and the mindset, it's not just, uh, you know, you deal with it one time and it gets fixed. It's an everyday battle. There's something that you constantly have to face and deal with on a regular. Um, because as you improve in your health-wise, like, like as you improve and get better as an athlete or just the nutrition or, you know, you start losing the weight, that comes with a whole different type of mindset. You know, you become a different person. Um, people start to view you differently and treat you differently. And it's kind of remarkable how, you know, when I was bigger, um, I was treated one way. And now that I'm much more fit, I'm treated completely different. I'm still the same person. Can you, you, talk, about, can you but, talk about those differences a little bit? Because I think people don't always 
understand that, that, yeah, people are treat. I mean, we know, but we don't really know. So for you to kind of compare a little bit, the difference when, again, heavier versus fit. Um, so one of the things that stands out the most when I was heavier, um, people always would say, you know, you're not big, you're just strong. You know, you're, you're strong girl, you know, you're, you're fine the way you are, you're pretty the way you are. And then as I started to lose weight, the comments will be, oh, don't get too skinny. You know, um, why are you trying to lose so much weight? Um, you know, or now, you know, well, did you get help to do this? Like, who did this for you? What did you do to lose the weight? You know, so people start second guessing you, like what you're doing is not good enough. Um, and people view you differently, treat you differently. You know, when I was bigger, you know, I could walk into a store um, and nobody pay attention to me at all. You know, and I was okay with that. I don't like attention. <laughs> I was okay with nobody paying attention to me. Now I can walk into a store and I'll have on workout clothes that might be tight leggings or something. And you get all types of comments or, or guys or say certain things to you um, that nobody ever said to you before when you were bigger. And it's, it's amazing how we treat people based on their body image. Um, and then you start to second guess yourself. Well, should I take a picture like this? Or should I post this picture where people think that I'm better than them if I you know, dress a certain way now because I've lost this weight? And although it shouldn't matter what people think, you do battle that you know, internally, because you don't want your friends to look at you differently, or you don't want people to treat you differently, or people to think that you think you're better than them, you know, because now you look a certain way. Um, and and it's, it sucks that it's like that. But it is, you know, people see obese people all the time, and they automatically think that they're not healthy, or they judge them and say, oh, that they, you know, always eat horribly. But a lot of times, some obese people, some of their habits might not be as healthy, but sometimes it could be medication causing the gain weight. It could be all types of eating disorders. You know, obese people have eating disorders as well, not just skinny people. Um, so it's just it's just a matter of as humans, we just stop have to stop judging people regardless of what they look like or what size they are, um, because it, it makes a difference. You know, and that's something that when people embark on a weight loss journey. Um, that they're going to face. They're just going to face because you start to feel good about yourself. You get more confident about yourself because you feel good for you. And you might do different things or start trying new sports or new activities. And someone's always going to judge you for it or think that you're better than them because of it. Um, but that shouldn't deter you from going on whatever journey you need to go on to make your life better for you. Okay. And I think at some point, yeah, we have to reconcile all of that. And, and, and again, I'm going to ask you, how did you, what, what did you think that you did to, to reconcile? Because I heard, I heard the defining moment when you said, you know, the, the health issue that came up. And, and so for you, that was that moment of, I absolutely have to do something about this. Like I have to take control. I have to take control now. Um, and so you did what you needed to do, but then it seems like the next level or phase was when you had to, I think, reconcile along the journey where you had been and where you are. And, and I like to call that too, sometimes our who versus our do, because people get to know, the, know you by the things that you do. And so mm -hmm. I think for you and watching your journey from the outside, it was easy for people to think that they knew you by your do, but it's, very possible now that we are seeing more of your who. 
So how, how do you think you uh, reconciled that? Um, at one point, that was an internal struggle. Um, because a lot of people, like you said, they just see what I do on social media. You know, they see all the highlights. They see, you know, me lifting a lot of weight or, you know, me losing this amount of weight and doing all these sports and activities. And that's what they see. But they don't see the opposite side of that. You know, the daily grind when I'm meal prepping food that I really don't want to eat, but I have to eat it because that's what's best for my body. When I'm taking my daily medication for my blood clot disorder or I'm battling a blood clot or mentally um, I'm struggling because, oh, wow, I have another blood clot, you know, that could, if I didn't catch it, it could have, you know, caused some serious damage. So people don't get to see all of that stuff that you struggle with. Um, and even if you do put it out there and talk about it, sometimes people don't fully grasp, you know, the situation or, or how it forces you to have to really step back and manage a lot of different things um, and, and be real with yourself about where you're at in your journey. Because um, you can, I'm kind of at a loss of words trying to say this, but, you know, we can put all the great things out in social media and we can show up to all these events and people just see you in that moment. And that's who they become accustomed to. So if you deviate from that or you do anything outside of that, then all of a sudden you're a different person to them. And sometimes it's hard for people to understand that new person. And along your journey, and I've, I've witnessed this with friends and family members, you know, it's like you're evolving every single day. You're becoming a better version of yourself every single day. And although you're learning who you are in that moment as it occurring, you have to remember that everybody else around you is learning who you are too. You're not that same person that you once were. You know, you might have the same goals and the same um, mannerisms, you know, the same core values, but how you're portraying them and how you're developing them over time. That's all new to you on your journey. And it's also new to everybody else around you. And, and they could take an adjustment period. You know, you might lose people along the way or you might gain new friends along the way. Um, and sometimes relationships become strained and then you have to rebuild them and start over because as you develop, they're developing too, to understand who you're becoming. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw out some, some, some words that, kind of came to me as I was kind of just kind of preparing for what we were going to be talking about today. So one of the, mm -hmm. the words I'm going to throw out, boundaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that, is, that is a great word. And, and honestly, when I embarked on this journey, um, the first thing I had to learn to do was say no and set boundaries. And a lot of times if you're, you're the type of person I was and I still am, I will tell everybody yes. I will show up to every event. I will do whatever you needed me to do. You know, if you asked me to come over at three o'clock in the morning and help you with something, I would do that. That's just who I am. If I care about you and I love you, I'm going to be there for you. But at the same time, I was hurting myself by doing that because I'm giving so much of myself to everybody else and I'm not giving enough of myself to me. I wasn't developing myself. I wasn't putting time and effort into myself. Um, so I had to learn to say no. And I, I went to therapy for it because I felt like I was hurting people and I was letting people down when I would tell people no. But at the same time, I had to set that boundary so I could focus on myself because you can only be as good as you are for somebody else as you are for yourself. So if you're not 100% for yourself, you can't be 100% for everybody else. Um, 
And setting boundaries are, are important. They're important for you. They're important for the people who depend on you. Um, but it also forces those people to create situations where they can do for themselves. Um, and you become stronger because of it. And because you're becoming stronger, they'll become stronger. Um, so boundaries is, is the number one thing on any journey that you're going to have to, to set. <laughs> true, true. And actually, I think boundaries create value. Because once you set a boundary mm-hmm. around something, th- th- then it then creates value. So whether it be value for the t- your presence, because when, I think when we have good v- boundaries and the things that we say yes to, we can fully engage and be fully present for those things. Yep. So, okay. Here's another word. Forgiveness. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's actually one of the words that I was uh, I have wrote down when I was preparing for this today, um, because you have to honestly forgive yourself along the journey. Um, I know sometimes when I I look back at some of the photos and events that I was in, and I was sitting at three hundred pounds, and I looked like I was happy. Deep down, I wasn't happy. And it makes me sad to think about that I let myself go on for so long, just not being fully happy for me, not for anybody else, but for me. Um, and so I've had to apologize to, to myself constantly, even to this day, you know, if something comes up that reminds me of my past or, you know, I look in the mirror and sometimes I still see the person who I used, used to be. I have to stop in that moment and be like, nope, that's not who you are apologize to yourself for even thinking like that because you've grown and you've moved on. Um, but until you forgive yourself, no matter what happens around you, you're not going to be able to forgive anybody else. Um, and a lot of the issues and trauma that I dealt with growing up and having to be the oldest and, and basically raise my mother, um, I was angry for a long time because of that. And at the beginning of my journey, when I started therapy, one of the first things we discussed was forgiving her. I had to forgive her so I can forgive myself so I can move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And until you take those steps and deal with whatever issues you're facing, forgive those people and move on, then you're never going to be able to fully focus on yourself 100%. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of my words was going to be anger because I think that for so many people, especially if there's trauma in the background, anger is at the anger is at the root. It's like there's anger, there's resentment, there's hurt, and and well, actually, there's hurt, there's pain, there's disappointment, and then then comes the anger. And so, what people see, and probably even what most people can tap into is the anger rather than the hurt and the pain and not realizing that all of these things that I'm doing um, going forward are my way to to manage the chaos in my life, to manage um, the boundaries in my life, to keep myself from getting hurt again, um, to keep myself from trusting and being vulnerable with people. And, you know, so I think all of, you know, all of that kind of goes into that. And actually, Rich brings up another word, vulnerability. <laughs> yep. Um, the anger thing and the trauma and the hurt, the pain thing, that's real. Um, and it matter- manifests for people differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the way I, I dealt with trauma and pain and anger is I focused I was an emotional eater. 
So that's what led to a lot of my uh, weight gain. Although I was very active and played sports and did all these great things, I wasn't emotionally eating. If I was hurting or upset or anything like that, I would find that I was binging. I would binge, you know, on whatever I could get my hands on, and then I would eat healthy, you know, for the next day. And then I'll binge again, then eat healthy, then binge again. And it just, it became a cycle that I couldn't break out of because I was never dealing with the root causes of what was causing it. Um, and it wasn't until therapy and focusing on myself that I started to understand that, you know, this pain that I'm feeling, that I'm trying to just stick to the side, I actually have to face it and deal with it. Because if I don't, it's going to be that constant naggy thing that will constantly hold me back. You know, I could put it away for years and never deal with it, but it's still there. So until I deal with it, it's just going to keep nagging at me and popping back up and throwing me off my course and, you know, catching me when I least expect it. Um, And you have to become vulnerable to do that. You have to put down your walls and say, okay, just going to face it and deal with it. And you got to, you got to walk through that pain, walk through those steps, understand the pain understand where it's coming from um, and why it makes you angry. And then you have to get to that point where you can just forget it and let it go. Mm-hmm. You might not never forget it, but until you let it go and move on, it's just going to be there. So mm-hmm. all those words just play into each other along the journey. And it's, it'll be different for everybody. You know, everybody's going to face it at a different time and deal with it in a different way. Um, but ultimately, you know, unfortunately, we all have something that we have to face. Right, and right. We have to deal with in order to let it go so we can move on. And I think it's key, really, too, because at the end of this, you you know, you're talking about a process of release and, mm-hmm. and, and getting to the place where you saw all of these things that you were holding on to. And so in order for you to, to ah, love yourself, at what point did you decide that you were worthy? to love yourself? Um, it was, it wasn't, I wouldn't say necessarily a point. Um, it was a constant daily just striving thing to do because um, when you start telling people no, you upset a lot of people, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially when you've been the yes person for so long. Um, so for me, you know, when I moved to Florida, I, I started telling people no then. And I was running away from a lot of the issues that were back home. I didn't want to deal with it. But my, my thought process then was, if I run away, if I move away, then I don't have to tell everybody no. Because I'm not there anyway, so I can't tell you yes. Um, but then that ended up following me to Florida. <laughs> so at some point I had to start telling people no. And when I did that, uh, a lot of people were hurt and, and changed and started treating me differently. And that was okay, but I had to make a decision every single day to keep choosing me. And that's what it was like for me on my journey. I just have to say yes to me every single day because I can't tell anybody else yes until I tell myself yes. Right. And right. every day that I come, every day that I tell myself yes is another day that I'm getting better for me and I'm getting better at something. Um, and I'm getting better at a goal that I have. So it was never just one point for me. It's, it's an everyday thing for me to tell myself, yes. You know, even today, waking up this morning at 4 a.m. and going to work out at 5 a.m., I did not want to go. It's too cold. 
but I had to tell myself yes to go because I needed that for me, knowing that if I don't work out in the morning, I am not going to be able to say yes to anybody else for the rest of the day. <laughs> and before we end this today, we, we are, we are going to go back and talk about macros, but um, so, so let, I'm going to, let's see, I, did I have another word? No, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about and ask you, what does it, okay. You kind of talked about what it takes to, to be, to be you. You said you talked mm-hmm. about the, um, you know, just the, you said the meal prepping, the battling of health issues, taking your meds, just, you know, being real with yourself every day. Um, a, a level of self-awareness, a level of self-awareness now that tells you maybe when things are off so you can catch them right away. I mean, would you say? Um, yes. I also program in days where I do absolutely nothing. So Sundays are normally my rest day where I don't have a plan to do anything absolutely at all. I, I don't work on Sundays. I don't do any programming for any of my athletes. It's literally the day that I sleep in. I get up when I want. You know, I'll watch TV all day long if I want to. But that's just my day of rest. And then during the week, um, I also program a day where I might have to work in the morning, but I'm dead stop at noon. Um, and then I have the rest of the afternoon. I just do whatever I need to do for me. That is my time. That is when I just focus on me. I go do what I want to do. Um, and I make it a point to have my workout time by myself in the morning before I deal with anybody else for the day. Because if I don't, it kind of just throws me off. Um, because now I'm pouring into somebody else before I've poured into myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like, I like, I like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is good. And it it, it is my hope that, that people listening will, that that, that they'll be, I'm going to say that they'll be blessed by this because I think that you're sharing a very real and, and, and honest experience. And, And I think a lot of people can relate to this. A lot of women, especially, mm-hmm. can relate, um, you know, from everything from, you know, not not feeling fit, not feeling their best, and then having that defining moment where you take matters into your hand, but also realizing that you're, when you're, as you start to lose the weight, you will probably lose some people along the way as well, and to be able to be okay with that. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of Women face more often than men um, because you're going to change. Your activities are going to change. You know, where you go and the things you do are going to change. Some of your girlfriends and friends and family, they might be okay with that and want to start doing those things. And then some of them won't. Um, I think the biggest thing is to just keep leading by example, you know, and that's what I do. Like I went vegan. Nobody else in my family has gone vegan. However, within the last year, you know, I have family members now trying different things or giving up meat on certain days. That's not me forcing it on them. That's just me doing what I do. And they see my results and they're like, oh, they start asking questions. So even on your weight loss journey or whatever journey you go on, if that's something that you want to do, you keep doing it regardless of what anybody has to say or how anybody else treats you. Eventually, those who see you succeeding are going to start asking questions or they're going to start doing what you're doing or wanting to hang out with you and do certain different things. So your journey can inspire somebody else's journey. Um, and you have to be okay with that and not shun people away 
once they start asking those questions. You know, don't get annoyed because somebody's asked you for weight loss tips six times and they still have done nothing with it. It might be that seventh time that they actually listen and then all of a sudden, you know, they want to come work out with you and do different things. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I think we all have to get there. Um, and you can't get there until you get there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if we were to talk for a minute about if you're again lessons learned, um, and 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 I'm going to have you just fill in fill in the blank for a moment. And I and I actually do mm-hmm. this with some of my clients, and it's been pretty interesting. I have I had to accept. Hmm. I had to accept the pain first. Okay. And and then I was able to face. Um yeah, I would say I was able to face it, deal with it, process it, and move on. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. So less, uh, lessons lessons learned. Um, if you could sum up your, I don't know, what, what, what would be one or two lessons that you would leave listeners with? Number one lesson would be mental health. That would be the number one most important lesson that I've ever learned on this journey. Um, I used to think therapy was just for people who were like mentally ill or something. And that is not the case. It is for everybody. Um, And I'm glad that I decided to try therapy and go to therapy and understand what I was doing because it allowed me to work on myself. And until I was able to change my mindset, nothing else in my life would have changed. Nothing else. Um, I owe my whole journey, although I had the medical issue scare, I owe my whole journey to my mental health. Because mindset is everything. You can make yourself believe whatever you want to believe. If you believe that you want to be 120 pounds, then you can be 120 pounds. Because you have that strong belief that you're going to work to get there every single day. Um, But until you change your mindset, nothing you try to accomplish will ever come. Um, The second lesson I learned is just be open. Be willing to adapt to change, even if it's forced upon you or not, Um, because if you're not open to it and not open to outside influences or asking for help, then your journey will be that much more difficult. No journey you embark on, no matter what it is, you can do on your own. There's always somebody along the way that's going to help you or guide you or or be a presence in that moment so that you can accomplish something. You know, nobody is, is self-made, fully self-made. Everybody has somebody that helps them along the way. They might not realize that that small little gesture helped them, but it does. I fully agree. And I, I, I was going to go back and ask you about, you said I, I, you, took a, you took a leap of faith. How, does, how has faith how have you incorporated faith into this journey? Um, so the way I incorporate my faith into my journey is, is just something that I believe. Um, you know, we all have different levels of faith and what we believe in. And 
I honor my faith every single morning before I go work out. It's 20, 30 minutes by myself, just meditating, um, reading, understanding. I pray and I journal and I hold on to that time. That is my time where I'm just giving everything that I have in that moment. Um, And that's where the biggest growth happens for me as well. And that's where the mindset comes into play again, because that mental time of that 30 minutes where it's just me and God and the universe and the ancestors and chakras and whatever you believe and all that stuff working together, um, you just fully immerse yourself in that for th- you know, 30 minutes to an hour, whatever you need a day. And that's how I, I hold on to my faith because I, I know once I do that, no matter what comes towards me for the rest of the day, I can handle Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. As we get ready, and I do want you to talk about, I want you to talk about TaylorMade. And yeah, and I, and I have one, one final question I'm going to ask, but let's take a minute. Talk about TaylorMade. Okay, so TaylorMade Fitness uh, is, a, is a Black-owned woman company uh, started by my friend Taylor. Actually, she started a couple years ago. Um, and in August, when I decided to leave corporate America, she she came to me and said, "Okay, you know, I know you're a business consultant. I'm looking to grow this business. I want you to come on board as my consultant, but also as a coach. No problem. Let's do this thing." She didn't have to ask me twice. <laughs> she didn't. We didn't even talk salary or anything like that. It was just a, "Hey, this is what I want to do." But because I believe in the business so much, I hopped on board. And what it, what we actually do is we're a programming company, so we program for. Anyone from at-home mom who has the bare minimum equipment, she might just have, you know, a jump rope and dumbbells. Guess what? We can write a whole workout plan for her every single day to help her get in, get in shape. Um, to some of the top elite athletes um, in Olympic lifting, powerlifting, and CrossFit, um, track and field, we can program any type of uh, strength and conditioning programming, gymnastics programming for these athletes all over the world. So we're currently coaching over 30 athletes in four different countries. Um, a lot of our athletes are local and we have some, I think about 20 different states right now. And it's just a programming where we believe in people first. Um, we don't just give you a cookie cutter programming. Everything is individualized to your needs and your equipment. So if you came to me and said that you wanted to get into bodybuilding or you just wanted to lose 20 pounds, then we will sit face-to-face on a Zoom call, do a full consultation to make sure you're a great fit for our company and that we're a great fit for you. Uh, we'll pair you with the best coach that we have that will help you get those goals. And then we work with you day in and day out until you reach those goals. Um, we also offer nutrition. We have a, a nutrition coach as well who just focuses on that. Um, and it's women-owned, and that's what I love about it. We're Black-owned, we're women-owned. There's five of us working together. Uh, three females, two coaches, two males, and we just taking this thing by the storm and, and having fun with it and changing lives. And that's what it's all about for us, you know, seeing people's lives change. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we don't just take anybody's money because we don't want just people signing up just to sign up. You know, we literally want to make sure that we can put our all into you to help you have a better, healthier life. Sounds good. So, and how do people find you? So right now, we, um, you, they can go to www.taylormadefitness.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram as Taylor Made Me Do It. And we are also on Facebook as Taylor Made Fitness. Um, you know, I'll send you over all of our 
Instagram names. We each have individual Instagram pages as well that are all linked together. Um, but yeah, we we're, do everything online. We use an app that we communicate with our athletes um, called Train Heroic right through their phones and we communicate constantly with them. Uh, we do a lot of video editing and all that stuff with our athletes. So everything, you don't have to be in Florida to work with us. Everything can be online uh, and through the phone. Okay. That's cool. Cause I actually, I was going to ask you about that, especially in this COVID and <laughs> COVID environment. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah. So as we get near the end, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have you complete the statement. My name is Kay Williams and I think that I am. Wow. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Wow, you have stumped me. <laughs> you, you, you said a lot. You, you said who you think you are already. So, the, yeah, yeah, this is just you putting it all together. My name is Kay Williams, and I think I am. In fact, you know what? I'm going to have you do. This is something else I ask my clients to do. Um, I, want you okay. to stay, I want you to stand up, and we're going to do a power, okay. pose, power pose for a moment. And I want you to put your hands on your hips. And get okay. your best, your best uh, Wonder Wonder Woman pose. Hold your head up a little bit, and and this actually taps it in. And when I say okay. taps it in, like it like locks, like seals it in. My name is Kay Williams, and I think that I am. My name is Kay Williams, and I think I am a phenomenal woman. There you go. Who do you think you are? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope that felt really good to say that. Uh, it did, actually. And I, I think the pose helped. <laughs> it, it actually does. So, so I have people stand up in our sessions and do that because sometimes, you know, people have forgotten who they are along the way or, you know, yeah. circumstances that have just broken them down so much. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. And so in the course of the session, like they start picking up pieces and remembering things. And it's like, oh, yeah. So, okay, let's put all that together. Let's put all that together and we got to seal it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it forces you to give yourself credit. Yes. 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 So I like that. Well, I thank you for joining me today in this episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I also do a blog that follows. And so in the blog is where I will put, you know, your information. Um, Okay. Yeah. And, and I think I should be able to actually add links in there too. So this will be cool. 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 Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate you doing this. I actually enjoyed myself. Um, and it's pretty cool. So yeah. Good. good. Me again, I'm there. As we make our way through life, we need a mirror, a roadmap or a sounding board. For additional information and resources about this podcast, including blog posts, videos, worksheets, and discussion board, visit my website, therapyunchained.com.